When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Herd at Sports Radio. I think they're, I mean, now they're, you know, we're, we're not installing anything anymore. So they've learned, you know, they're learning and continuing to learn uh, the playbook. So it allows them to go out there and play fast and play, you know, with peace of mind. Uh, you can see that their confidence is growing. I think they're getting used to the physical aspect of, of, of college football. So they just keep going. You know, we tell them every day, just get 1% better every day and look up, you know, halfway during the season, we have a pretty good product. All right, that's Coach Satterfield yesterday following practice. I regret to inform you that I still have not figured out what this offense will look like, and I, was, uh, I wasn't hopeful when I saw that the interview was only seven minutes long. I, <laughs> I thought, you know what, if we actually get something out of this, it's probably going to be about 15, 16 minutes, but since it was only seven, um, I think I have to wait until 8.31 to really see what this offense looks like, Robbie. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um like, I have ideas, right? We talked about it during mm-hmm. the Pinnacle Bank Championship. I think, And I'm cool with ideas. I think there's concepts that we're going to see. And he tells us that he likes, you know, seven, eight linemen. He likes yeah. that they've cleaned up the operation a little bit. He likes the tempo. But those are things that I would expect you right. to do during fall camp. I also, I think, you know, Coach Rule's given us some indication of, you know, they want to take care of the football. They want to be um, kind of a run-first type team. So I do expect – I do have certain things that I expect to see from both what they've told us and from what I saw at South Carolina last year with Coach Sat. And so – but in terms of the entire package of the offense and what that's going to look like, I do think there's quite a bit of ambiguity there, and I don't think that's an accident. You know, you mentioned how Nebraska has an advantage against – Minnesota because of so many of the unknowns now for me that's more even that's even more so on defense because the 3-3-5 is such kind of an outlier in terms of defensive schemes plus I do think it's going to look different than it did at Syracuse than it uh, than it did than it's going to here um, so I think defense is a real wild card for teams to prepare for but offensively I don't think they're going to give you any indication outside of what you can find on film from last year about what they're trying to do on offense besides vague generalities about like, oh, we got to be able to run the football and we got to play, you know, clean, mistake-free football, those types of things. And that's not real specific, right? Although you can do that through a lot of different methods. Like there's a million different ways to run the football successfully, right? Obviously it all starts with the offensive line, but scheme-wise it can look a bunch of different ways. You can be talking about I formation, you can go two tight ends, you can go spread, you can you can do a bunch of different things to successfully run the football. You can do QB run, you can do running back run, you can have your fullbacks that we've been talking about, you can have jet sweeps and wide receivers. Like there's a million different ways to run the football. So him being like, yeah, we want to run the football doesn't tell you that much, right? right. <laughs> like almost every coach this side of the GOAT Mike Leach, RIP, like – wants to run the football in some form or fashion, right? So 
it's kind of a general platitude about like, yeah, we've got to be able to run the football. What does that actually mean? No one knows yet, right? Is there going to be a bunch of QB run? Yeah, I think so. Is there going to be a bunch of two tight end sense? Yeah, I think so. But what does that look like as a whole offense? I have no idea. <laughs> and maybe the people out there can inform us. Give us a call on the Warhorse Casino phone line, 888-638-4876. Warhorse is the only casino in Nebraska where you can place a sports bet, and they have to be placed in person with either a teller or at one of the kiosks. You can uh, use the Warhorse Casino app to view live odds and build your bets anywhere, and then scan the QR code at the casino to place your wager. And, you know, as I was listening more to Coach Sat. I wanted to ask you because I don't know if I, like, just kind of, like, kind you know when you, like, barely hear something mm-hmm. and you're like, wait, did he actually just say that? But I didn't go back and listen to see the context of the question. Mm-hmm. When he said 65%, yeah. was he talking about completion percentage? Yes. So Coach Sat wants 65% completion percentage. Like, that's, like, the goal. That's what you're shooting for, or that's the expectation. Because as I thought more about it, how many quarterbacks that play a good amount of games in Nebraska or at Nebraska have thrown a completion percentage of 65% in a season? Ooh, not a lot. Um, You're talking, I think Zach Taylor did it. I'm fairly sure Joe Gans did it, your boy Joe Gans. Joe Gans, I believe, did do it. Um, and if, I, I, if he wasn't, he was close. I think he was the only one that did it. I, Joe Gans played from – all right, well, let's just go career here. Let's do career because okay. it's easier to track. It's easier to track. It's harder to do, but it's easier uh-huh. to track, yeah. Right, so I'm just going to say – I'm just going to go from the career side of things. Sure. Gans was 65.1% for his career. Sure, and I, I think – Because he threw the ball a ton. I think that one year as a starter, as the full-time starter, he, I think he was over 65% for that year as well. I want to say Zach Taylor did it Zach for Taylor's a season. Zach Taylor's career is 57.2. So oh, if he did 65 in a season, that would shock me. Because he must have a huge way dip off. lower than I expected. Exactly. Well, I, yeah, so I'm sorry. That's 2005 to 2006. So um, that is way lower than I expected. Taylor Martinez, 59.8%. Tommy Armstrong, 53.3%. Ta- Adrian Martinez, excuse me, um, 63.5%. He was the next closest on this list. Unless you kind of go down the list and, you know, you get Sam Keller in 2007 who had 205 completions. He had 63.1. And you, if you go way low, you'll find guys that, you know, threw the ball – 66 times, yeah, right, right yeah, and, yeah. And, and could get to that number. Like Luke McCaffrey had 56 completions. He was 64.8. Sure. Uh, but we're not talking about those guys. We're talking about just the guys in that percentage column. That's hard to do. Man, Zach I Taylor mean, didn't even crack one, 60. One quarterback, yeah. man. One quarterback yeah. was able to do that in his career. So if you expect Jeff Sims to be able to do that with the inconsistencies that he's carrying over from Georgia Tech last season, I mean, you're swimming in different waters. I mean, this seems like you're swimming in la-la land. That seems way too high to to actually get to. Well, so I think there's a couple things that are involved here. And the first is what the 65% completion percentage tells me more than anything is – the type of routes they're going to be running. That's what it informs, I think, the most about the offense is... Maybe, right? If you Maybe ex- short yardage. Yeah, if you're expecting a 65% completion, to me that says, hey, 
we're going to have a lot of like easy pitch and catch for Jeff Sims, and he has to just hit those. Throws. And I'm with you, but what about if they if they run the ball as much as they say they will? Now yeah. you're lowering your chances to build up that percentage. Sure. You have to be even more on point. Yeah. on those short yardage, on those deep balls. Because say Jeff Sims, and I don't know what the average like. If you go to Jeff Sims stats for me, mm-hmm. um, tell me what he averaged a game at Georgia Tech, like passes wise like did he throw 20 balls a game did he throw 25 did he throw 30 did he throw more I'm curious to know how many balls he actually threw um just just for a game give me a good ballpark so in you're looking at 20 to 25 okay so 20 we'll say 25 we'll go on the high end for him so if you're gonna throw 25 balls Mm -hmm. then you have to be you have to be pretty spot on with these throws if you're going to mix in a lot of run run packages. Yeah. Now, the lower you go, because if you're going to implement the run a lot more, mm-hmm. then you probably saw Georgia Tech, because Georgia Tech was losing in most games. Yeah. So they weren't running the football a whole lot. They, they, would, they were relying on him to throw the ball to at least have a chance to win. Yeah. Um, now, once they kind of fell off in games, you're just kind of working now at this point yeah. to you know, get back and ready for next week. But if you're like lowering those amount of pass numbers – now you really have – if you throw 15 balls in a game, you may have to complete 12 of them in order to, like, really stay on pace for that 65%. Yeah, which is why I think it informs about the offense because I don't think Marcus Satterfield is probably a terribly unrealistic person. Um, so if he knows – like, I would guess you're going to have Jeff Sims pretty consistently in the 18 to 22 pass attempts range. I don't think they're probably going to air it out a ton with him in terms of throwing 30 times a game or more. And if they do, they're probably not in the spot they want to be in, right? I would say 25 is probably about the max you would be comfortable with Sims throwing every like game in game out right if you're getting much higher than that you're probably not in a great spot or you're not running the football the way you want to so let's say you're in that 18 to 22 range the 65 percent is only 13 for 20 like mm-hmm. that's not crazy right right, right? like that i'm with you that's pretty reasonable yeah. and if you're managing the types of throws that he's making then 13 for 20 is really doable Right. Um, I agree. If you're getting much lower than that, it does kind of start to become, hey, you got to be five for eight or whatever. Mm -hmm. And and those numbers get a lot smaller. But I would guess they're going to be really strategic about the downfield throws they ask him to make. And that may be more to do with the receivers they have as much as it is Jeff Sims quarterbacking ability. Right. They don't have you look at the you look at the wide receiver room you don't see an obvious deep threat there, right? Like Marcus Washington's probably your best option, but like Billy Kemp, not really known for his stretching the field, more of a possession type guy. So it may be telling us more than we think that that's the It'd number. It would be easier to defend, though, knowing that sure. I think Nebraska you're gonna have doesn't to, have a lot of deep options. I think you're going to have to stretch the field with the tight ends. I think is, is what's going to happen. That, that's a good way to look at it, too. So for a perspective, Spencer Rattler, 66.2% last year at South Carolina. So it is possible that Marcus Satterfield can get somebody to that number. And, and you know was, Rattler was inconsistent yes, as all heck. At best. But he also threw for 3,000 yards. We'll see if Jeff Sims can mirror that number. We'll take a short break.